Now, when it comes to your IRA, don't forget your RMDs. You also need to think about your FRA, LTC, and FEHB. No one wants to listen to another boring financial show. That's why Alicia and Josh Lewis and Chuck Lehman created the NOCO Retirement Report as a way to break down the complex world of retirement planning to something that's simple and easy to understand and have some fun while doing it. Here's the Lehman Lewis team with the NOCO Retirement Report. Well, you hear our Lehman Lewis Financial Group team and you hear their voices on the radio and perhaps you've seen their faces in advertising around the area. Maybe you even have a friend or an acquaintance who works with Alicia, Chuck, Josh, Jeff, our team, and our family. But how much do you really know about Alicia, Chuck, and Josh? Well, there is no better time than now for us to get to know the three of them today here on the NOCO Retirement Report. But if you would like a more personal face-to-face chat, which we know that you would, please reach out to our Lehman Lewis financial family at 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. Alicia, Chuck, Josh, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Hello and good morning. Absolutely, it is a good morning. And in fact, uh, you know, we like to start it with a, a little pep in our step. Go ahead, Chuck, sing along. That was Chuck. <laughs> I have a frog in my throat this morning. <laughs> well, the reason we play that, we, we, we talk a lot about a plan on the show, planning your income in retirement, planning your legacy, planning for your health care. Well, Aretha Franklin, it just so happens, didn't do a great job of planning. And with all the people that surrounded her, uh, they didn't go, do a good job helping her get a plan. And so she actually passed away you know, with millions of dollars and people fighting over it. And, um, you know, that's what we want people to avoid, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, I can't imagine. Yeah, can't imagine. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's crazy. So, um, but that's why, again, you, you hope if you don't listen to us, listen to those around you who are telling you to get a plan and, and come in and see our team. Now, Alicia, we'll start with you. Tell me about your background and how you got involved in this wonderful business of retirement income planning. Well, I actually, I love to share this story um, when I do some speaking events around. I, I kind of grew up in the business, and my grandfather, um, Grandpa Lehman, he was in the business, and um, he worked for Prudential for years and years. And then my dad was in the business, worked for Prudential for years and years. And all these years, I always thought, you know, Prudential is the best. It's, you know, because that's where grandpa and dad worked. And, you know, we always kind of joked, I, I bled the Prudential blue. I, I wore a piece of the, um, the rock in my necklace and uh, even kind of embarrassed to admit that I sang the Prudential theme song at a talent show. And I was embarrassed to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Jeez, jeez. So, um, you know, we, I just always thought that that, you know, was the best of the best until, um, you know, one day I had to do a, an assignment for school. I was 11 years old, had to do an assignment and it was follow, uh, or shadow who you want to be when you grow up. 
or what you want to be when you grow up. So, you know, I took that opportunity as I'm going to go to work with dad because we were really good buddies and, and I thought it was going to be kind of a fun daughter dad date and, um, where his office was at that time, it was right next to the donut haws in Loveland at Palmer, Palmer gardens. And so I was like, and I'll have a donut. So, you know, it's a win-win here. So when I went, you know, I, I was kind of like, when are we going out for donuts? And he said, actually, Alicia, I have something to tell you. Um, I'm handing in my resignation this week to Prudential. And I was like, what? No, like we, we bleed the Prudential blue. What are you talking about? Prudential is the best. And he said, well, you know, you know, grandma Phyllis. And I was like, yeah, grandma Phyllis, you know, we we have our grandparents at the time lived across the country. And so our clients were really family to us. And he said, well, grandma Phyllis needs something. And, uh, what she needs, it, it's not on the Prudential menu. And, you know, I, I, I have to give her what is best for her, but because I'm contracted with Prudential, I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to, you know, go off of the Prudential menu. And at that very moment, I was like, what? I had this, like, I almost just felt this huge conflict and this huge, you know, betrayal by the financial industry. And I was like, you mean they're not the best all the time? And, um, I think it, that was, and I still have the paper, which is really funny. Um, at that moment, I knew I was going to be in the financial industry because a, I was able to watch my dad walk out that courageous step of saying, you know what, I'm going to give up all the benefits and all the cush of everything to do what's best for my client. And, um, and it was hard. It was, you know, watching them go through that. It was, it was a hard transition. Um, but probably the biggest life-changing transition in a good way, not only for him, but for the families that he represented as well. And, you know, I always had a huge passion for business and finance and money. I always, you know, I always loved saving money and I always loved, you know, my dad would say, well, you know, you could have that or you could do that if you had your own money and it was almost like a challenge. So I'd go out and, you know, work my butt off or go clean the neighbor's houses or, you know, whatever chores I could do to, to make money and look at me and just be like, Oh, you weren't kidding. You're, you're going to go after that, you know? So I've always just really enjoyed the business. I would, you know, my, my dad, he was, he was such a, a generous person when I was younger. He, he made us lick envelopes for, to send out, um, and he would pay us a penny an envelope. <laughs> was that paid. was and, that before the Seinfeld episode when George's girlfriend oh got the? Because I'm just saying that it was yeah. it was before oh, that fiance. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that one. So. Just saying, you know, child labor laws and Bad the glue. EPA might want to <laughs> look into some of this. So, oh man, well, that's interesting. So uh, again, folks. We want you to know that this is the when we say the Lehman Lewis financial family. So certainly you're joining our family and our team, and we want you to feel like family. So the decisions that you make in your retirement income planning feel like it's been again cussed and discussed from all angles, and it's the best decision for you because you are family. If you would like to be a part of the Lehman Lewis financial team and the the Lehman Lewis financial family, reach out at 970 
1234 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. Now, Chuck, with you being such a huge influence, obviously there have been important lessons, and Alicia learned those, but you're now also having that impression on your grandkids. So as you uh, are being a grandparent in this, are you dripping them with some of this knowledge as well? I'm trying to. Uh, you know, one thing that I really uh, admire about my grandboys are that they uh, they know that they're not going to get anything for free, um, and they know that they have to work for it, which I, I wish that a lot of other people would raise their children like that because it seems like we're in a society where I'm entitled to this whether I, ha- I work for it or not. And, you know, with the boys, they know that, you know, if, example, at the at the lake, uh, you know, we have a little marina and they have ice cream in there and the boys love to go get ice cream. And, hey, Papa, can we, you know, can we get an ice cream? And I'm like, yeah. And then they look at me, I know I've got to earn it. What, you know, how can I do this? So, you know, I'll have them do things like take the trash up or, uh, you know, wash the bow of the boat off or just something so that they they realize that nothing comes for free. And the more you work, for, you know, for something, if you have a goal like Alicia, uh, every time she wanted to buy something, she would earn the money and, and uh, you know, so that she she had pride in it. She had skin in the game. And I think that that is something that is very uh, important in today is that, uh, you know, kids need to learn that you just don't get things for free. You have to work for it. And if you work, you can pretty much well set your own destiny most of the time. Um, and, And I think that that's something that we as grandparents and parents need to teach our children in this changing um, world that we live in today. This is the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alyssa Chuck and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, Josh, I'll fold you in here. We have about three minutes left. So I guess how did you get involved? I mean, did you get involved because you met Alicia and and uh, you came into the family? Obviously, we know that you are a numbers geek, and I don't use that term in a derogatory way at all. I mean, you, you're the guy that just you love kind of uh, the minutia of, uh, of detail. And so how, how did you get into this? And then how do you help teach your boys about finance and and all of this business? That's right. So being a numbers geek like myself, that's very complimentary for you guys who missed that segue there. So it's all love. I do mean it. I truly mean it in, in the... In the most respectful way, because I, I I respect what you do. I mean, you your memory recall of, of all this stuff is amazing. Well, thanks. Um, so yeah, there's it's kind of a long, convoluted story. Basically, the NFL never called me back. I was I kind of missed the boat on being an Instagram influencer, and I'm a little bit too old for the whole YouTube thing. So you know, you gotta you gotta figure out kind of what your blessings are and and make hay while the sun is shining. So actually, um, kind of interestingly enough, my grandpa, my mom's dad, his name was Chuck as well, which is interesting. So both Alicia and I had a grandpa, Chuck. But uh, my grandpa, Chuck, was also in uh, insurance and financial services. So he grew up uh, kind of working in that industry for 30-plus years. And I watched him, you know, kind of segue from being a – he was a regional manager with an insurance company – and then he segued into doing that and then starting to work from home and, you know, kind of watched him phase out of that and just saw him lead this really great kind of life. And 
you know, as I sort of tried to figure out as a young person what I wanted to do, I, I looked at a lot of different things. And, um, you know, watching Chuck and Alicia in the business, they were like, you're you're really good at this. You're really analytical. Have you ever, you know, you know, genuinely considered an exciting career in financial services? And <laughs> I was like, no, why would I do that? You know, and they're like, well, what are you doing anyway? And so we really kind of started talking about it a little more progressively and said, you know, let's let's look at this and kind of what it looks like as a part of the business. So I went through and got all my licensing and things like that. And it's been sort of a, the rest is kind of history sort of thing. So, you know, I've always been interested in finance. I traded stocks at a pretty young age and was really interested in things like that. So kind of looking at understanding how money works and the space you can operate with that, I think it opened up a lot of doors for me as a kid, you know, but when I think about some of those lessons with my boys is um, kind of stems back to like what Chuck talked about a little bit of just seeing all these opportunities in the world of where we can earn money and work and sort of create our own future. And I was one of those kids knocking on doors, you know, saying, can I shovel the snow in your driveway, mow your grass, whatever it might be. So um, just looking at all those places of saying, hey, this is a good place to earn money. And I think kind of reiterating that to the kids has been big of just saying, hey, we live in the United States. You won the lottery, you know, with with the amount of opportunity you guys have of being able to, you know, provide a service for someone, do it well and do really well for yourselves financially. So I think them kind of seeing that play out in real life has been good, but it's also having that ability to kind of talk to them about money and and say, you know, a lot of times like we'll be in a store, for example, and my kids used to be way big into Legos. And you look at some of those Lego sets and they're like phenomenal how much some of those things cost. And my oldest son, Jude, will be like, well, I'm going to buy that, you know, and it's like this $80 Lego set. And I'm like, gosh, you're going to spend $80 to injure my bare feet on the stairs. Wow. <laughs> um, so then I kind of frame up for him and I say, okay, for $80, how long did it take you to earn that $80? What did you have to do? And I kind of make him relive, you know, because $80 to a nine-year-old kid's a chunk of change. So when he kind of thinks about all the things he had to do and how long it took him to earn $80, he starts looking at that Lego set a little bit differently. And he's thinking about whether he knows it or not, he's thinking about the opportunity cost of that money. And so then he's thinking, well, what else could I do with $80? And, you know, if I spent this, how long would it take me to earn that back? So I think giving your kids perspective, kind of walking them through the process you know, because I think all too often, like this idea of instant gratification from just engaging in commerce is big for people. There's that emotional response, but then there's also that buyer's remorse piece too. And I think kind of walking through both ends of that before you ever make the purchase helps you really be kind of resolute in that decision. So, you know, I, I like to just kind of ask those questions to the kids and make them think about it a little more for themselves. If, so if you want to be helped in being resolute about your financial income decisions in retirement, reach out to our Lehman Lewis financial family at 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. We'll continue with the NOCO Retirement Report after this. Start taking back control of your financial future by joining the Lehman Lewis team for an upcoming dinner seminar. These events are filling up fast, so reserve your spot today. 
Call 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. If something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Hi, this is Jimmy Lakey for Lehman Lewis Financial Group. How can you know you'll live the retirement you've always imagined? After all, life can be unpredictable. You've watched your accounts go up and down with the market. Your advisor says, don't worry, you'll be just fine. But you still don't feel confident. The team at Lehman Lewis Financial Group have a checklist to help you find out if you're on the right track for retirement. Take their checklist challenge if you can check all the boxes on the list with confidence. You may be ready for retirement. But if not, Lehman Lewis Financial Group can help you to get that complimentary checklist call or text the word challenge to 970-519-2212. Take the checklist challenge today with Layman Lewis Financial Group. Call 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Jimmy Lakey has been remunerated and is not a client. This is the NOCO Retirement Report, along with Alicia Chuck and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, four of the hardest words to hear are, we need to talk. When you were growing up and your parents said that, you thought, hmm, they found out about what I did. (laughs) But (laughs) sometimes it's the best way to start a serious conversation. Now, unfortunately, many couples and families are putting off tough conversations that they need to have so that they can plan for a future together. And preparing for the future as a family through estate and legacy planning, it is a good thing, Chuck. Um, I mean, again, I, I, I don't, I mean, you've been doing this for f- over four decades. You've helped people get into and through retirement successfully. You've, you've seen people come in, you know, maybe without estate and legacy even on their mind as part of a five-part, you know, process that you're putting together where income and taxes and all the things that you do, but estate planning is so big, but it's also big to do it as a couple. You, They need to come in together and really sit down and, and put this plan together moving forward. That is absolutely correct. I, You know, when you were talking, I was thinking back when I started in this career back in the, uh, you know, mid-70s, and estate planning is what I started doing because that was when estate taxes were, uh, you know, they were Actually, people were losing the farm, literally losing the farm because of that. And, uh, you know, that's what my dad specialized in. And that's kind of what I got into was estate planning. And then as time went on, estate taxes, uh, the limits went up and you could do things like AB trusts and things like that. Uh, it, It eliminated some of the immediate pain in estate planning. But there is always estate planning that needs to be done. And so many people, they don't want to do it. They don't want to talk about it because they don't want to talk about the fact that they're going to die someday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's understandable. I mean, you know, I, I don't think I'm ever going to die. Uh, I'm not afraid of it. I just don't want to be there when it happens. <laughs> but, oh uh, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, but, but how cool. You, you said your dad was in the estate planning business. Yes. You then fostered some of what he taught you as a youngster growing up and you then you you delved it into your business as a again long-term retirement planner and now you've passed that on to your daughter who's taking it to another I mean what a cool thing this is a generational business for you yes it is you know Alicia's third generation Josh's second generation 
Uh, you know, I'm second generation, and hopefully one of the grandboys will get into it. But the point of, you know, what we're talking about here with estate planning, it is something that you need to talk about. I mean, yeah, you may not have to pay any what some people call death tax or mm-hmm. estate tax, but there are taxes that can be avoided if you take care of business now. And, you know, there's so many people that come in and say, dang it, I wish my mom would have known that. Or, uh, you know, I don't want to have to go through, you know, I don't want my kids to have to go through what I just had to go through. And that's where we see a lot of people where they come in and like, yeah, help me with this, where they don't really, they don't want to think about it. They think that it's, you know, something that somebody else has to deal with until they do. Or, uh, you know, and like I said, so many people that come in here, their their parents have passed away and they realize, oh, my gosh, what a mess if it's not taken care of. Mm-hmm. And it, it isn't something that's entirely, you know, this big complicated procedure that it's going to be, you're not going to understand two-thirds of what we're talking about. It's pretty simple. It is fairly simple, but it needs to be addressed as soon as possible. Boy, what a great point. That's the heart. I think everybody believes it's this, you know, it's like I'm studying to be a doctor, and it's so big that I can't understand it, and so I'm just going to avoid it. I'm going to shove it under the rug. And, you know, let's face it, in life, that's a lot of times why we avoid things. We think it's yep. what's too big. That's why a lot of people don't, uh, you know, they don't have a retirement plan because they, they just think, oh, it's just too much. It's overwhelming. So anytime somebody comes in our office, we always ask them, is inheritance important to you? And, and we usually get one of three answers. One, you know, no way. Inheritance is not important. I want to write a hot check the day that I die. I'm like, okay, all right. And then a lot of times we hear, um, you know, I worked hard for this money. We worked hard for this money and we want to spend it and not go without. And whatever's left over, that's what we want passed down. And um, finally, you know, we, we do have a lot of people that also want to create an inheritance and they say, yes, it's, it's very important to me. I want to do a lot of legacy planning, but you have to remember if you're the person that's uh, wanting to write a hot check the day that you die, you still have to plan for that because you need to spend (laughs) Spend some money, money. (laughs) right? So no matter what, there is planning there. And um, Chuck was pretty quick to say he wanted to spend some money, Alicia. So I think you got nothing coming to you. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, another thing I was just uh, thinking of is that uh, even when people say, you know, my kids, we hear this all the time. My kids are they have more wealth than we do. Uh, you know, they're, they're fine. We don't need to leave them any money. And, and I always ask, but would you rather leave them the money or even, you know, some organization that you like rather than the government? Mm-hmm. And then I put in a plug for the government. They need the money and spend it wisely. And then they, you know, they kind of look at me like a deer in the headlights and realize, yeah, you're right. And they quickly I'm, acquiesce to yes. saving it for the kids or for some exactly, organization. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'd rather give it to the Humane Society. Yeah. Uh, but the point of it is, unless you plan for that, it's not going to go where you want it to go, or not as much of it is going to go where you want it to go. So do you have an estate plan, a legacy plan? Do you want to leave money to your children, your grandchildren? Maybe you have uh, an organization that you want to leave it to, something that's been near and dear to your heart, has helped your family through life, and you want to leave a gift in your legacy plan. You can do that, but only if you plan. Reach out to the Lehman Lewis Financial Group as you're planning your retirement, and they'll show you the retirement roadmap with a portfolio analysis that gives you a clear path in your retirement, 
1234 is the number to reach out. 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. Now, Josh, so many people, let's say I'm, I'm in this situation. I'm 53. My mom is still alive. My dad is not. But with, with parents still living, it really is important to have those conversations if you're trying to help them in this plan. My mom is 81. And so, and, and we've had this discussion, but let's say somebody in my scenario is out there and they haven't talked through, sometimes people are seeking advice and, and they also then, it helps them mentally plan for 20 to 30 years down the road when they're in the same situation as their parents. So have you dealt with this and how do you help folks? Oh, I definitely think, you know, when, whenever we have a family that we're working with, they're, they're always kind of drawing on those past experiences of, well, when my mom passed or now that my mom, you know, needs this or that, we kind of recognize this as a bigger need for our plan. So we're definitely seeing people kind of put a higher priority on that, especially when you look at like the baby boomer demographic as a whole. Most of their parents, you know, are getting to that point where they're maybe moving into assisted living, need a, extra, need a little extra help, or they're passing away, that sort of thing. So I definitely think that sort of moved up that priority of planning for kind of similar things in their own lives and looking kind of at some of the holes or the pitfalls that their parents had to go through going, yeah, that's not going to happen to me this time around. Mm-hmm. So I think there's definitely a bigger focus on that once you've kind of experienced it with the loved one. But I mean, I, I, we've even had the conversation, you know, me and my parents of what does this look like? And, um, just, and it's one of those conversations where it's, it's hard because you never want to, nobody wants to talk uh, about that. Right. You never want to talk about it. Um, but it's also, it, it's very freeing because then it's like, okay, we know what the, you know, what my parents want. We know what to expect as far as um, how the plan is laid out. And and I think that it's never, the, the best time to do it is when they are healthy. And the best time to do it for for you is with your kids is now, right? I mean, Josh and I have even talked about if, you know, we've, we've done planning if one of us were to pass away. Um, now we have little kids. And so there's, there's never a bad time to talk about it. Um, because never a bad time to plan, (laughs) right? Yes. There's never a bad time to plan. And I think it does just show people too, like I care and you know, I, I want, I want to get this figured out with you. Now I, I, folks, I can tell you this, having had these conversations with my mom, I can tell you you're more uncomfortable than they are, period. And and once you kind of get past that awkward uneasiness, it really becomes a much easier conversation because everybody's let their guard down and they feel, okay, then you relax and then you can have that conversation. So don't wait uh, to have that very important conversation. Reach out to the Lehman Lewis Financial Group, 970-446-1234. Now, Chuck, you said it moments ago, people sometimes – hold off on this process because they think it's too big. They All the stuff that I'm going to have to do, I'm, I'm going to have to have at least a master's degree to understand it. Aside from a will, what are the other core documents that we should consider in legacy and estate planning? Well, you know, uh, one thing you need to make sure that all of your beneficiary arrangements are proper. We have seen so many times where, you know, they, they have a, a beneficiary that is deceased or uh, and we I'm saw gonna, an ex-spouse. I'm going to. I'm ago. going to uh, admit something here. Uh, 
I'm in a business. My father passed away, and we took care of all of my mom's stuff, everything, we thought. And when she passed away, we had one little insurance contract that dad was still the beneficiary mm. on. And but we didn't know about that one. We didn't that know one about it. And was I one should've. that he he had forever. Forever. And but the point that I'm trying to say here, and it wasn't a lot. It was like a ten thousand dollar policy. But the hoops that I had to jump yep. through to get that taken care of was unbelievable. It took me probably I'm going to say two months of you know, maybe once a week sending them this or sending them that. And it made me realize that I have to really make sure that people are digging deep to find out, you know, everything that they have. Not to get off the subject, but, you know, making sure beneficiaries uh, is one first thing that you need to do. Well, and this is why we, I mean, we could go down the list and I want to tell you, it's very lengthy, but this is why in in our um, firm here, we've created um, really a list of things that you Check should list. have in order, a checklist, if mm -hmm. you will. And we help, we help people with that. And then we also have a checklist for when a spouse dies and, um, or when, when someone dies, um, in the family and, and what needs to be done. Uh, because when you are in that grieving process, uh, it's hard to keep track of all of that. And that's, that's why we, are here for our clients and help them through that, but also have the resources of, okay, here's next. How can we help? Um, some of this stuff, uh, you know, you'll have to make calls on your own, but here's a list, a checklist. And, um, but the checklist of get it done before you pass away. That is always, um, you know, the best thing to have everything lined out. Um, and you've, it's just, it's easier that way. My mom, uh, uh, you know, give you another example. She took our advice years ago, her and dad. And when, uh, you know, my dad passed away and then my mom passed away a year later and she had lined up, here are people that you wouldn't think to call because, you know, you don't remember like them or didn't know them. Friends. Oh, so and uh, here's the dress I want to wear. Here are the songs that I want played at the funeral. Uh, I mean, it made it so easy because you're you're stressed to begin with. You've lost uh, your mom, your dad, whoever. And, you know, that's the last thing you're thinking of. Yeah, you got to do business and everything. And you go in that business mode of what do I need to take care of. But if when when you do this prior to, it is so helpful to your kids or whoever you're leaving behind, that that's just not one other stressful thing that they have to go through when they've lost a loved one. Well, it's, it's also making sure that their wishes are you yeah. know, taken care of. Like, this is what I want. And oh, this and, is and what's here's some accounts and there's yeah. some coins that are worth a ton of money that <laughs> we're, you know, we have in over here in this drawer and, uh, you know, just little things like that. It was, mm -hmm. it, it, we help people to remember the things that they would not be thinking of in that time of sorrow. Reach out to the Layman Lewis financial team today, 970-446-1234. 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. We'll continue with more of the NOCO Retirement Report after this. Start taking back control of your financial future by joining the Lehman Lewis team for an upcoming dinner seminar. These events are filling up fast, so reserve your spot today. Call 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234.
If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Make a lot more money, right? Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey, and America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels, but most people agree that taxes will probably go up. Now is the time to think about your retirement accounts, and the Lehman Lewis Financial Group can use certain tax strategies in your customized plan so your retirement is as tax-efficient as possible. Find out more in their tax guide. Call or text TAX to 970 970- 519-2212. When taxes go up, will you be ready for your free tax guide from Layman Lewis Financial Group? Call or text tax to 970-519-2212. 970-519-2212. Firm offers insurance services and may not get tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Jimmy Lakey has been remunerated and is not a client. This is the NOCO Retirement Report, along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh of the Lehman Lewis Financial Group. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, did you know that 80% or thereabout of men die married, but 80% of women die single? The numbers, I have a theory on that. <laughs> okay. Now, the numbers do come. We want to qualify. It comes from the Women's Institute for a Secure Retirement. Um, all right. So, Chuck, your theory on 80% of men die married, 80% of women die single? I refuse to uh, say that on air. Yeah, that's what I figured. Then, yeah, okay. <laughs> he didn't want to. He didn't want to get a shovel and bury himself. Um, now, I'm Alicia- afraid my wife might be listening. Yeah, in the rare event that Elaine <laughs> catches the show here. <laughs> All right, but so I want to talk to the the only one in the group that's going to you know die single, and that's Alicia. So how does that make you feel? I mean, eighty percent of us guys we kick the bucket before you do. Well, you know, I'm going to answer for Alicia. Uh, we actually have the grand boys in studio today, ah. and she just stepped out because they have a big bag of cookies that they're trying to get into, and she just went out to uh, be a mom with them. But here she is back on here, so now yeah. she can answer okay, that I'm question. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. It's all good. you got to be a mom. you got to be a mom. Right? Yep. It was hilarious them looking oh at me with gosh. this big bag of cookies. Yeah, uh, they, they were ready to go at it, and mom said, fat chance, kids. Hang yeah. on. Time out. There's a tax on that bag of cookies. <laughs> All right, yeah. so so the stat is 80% of men die married, 80% of women die single. So obviously you're well outnumbered here on the show. Yeah. How does it make you feel when you hear that stat? You know, it not only does it make me feel a little bit sad because Josh and I are the same age and thinking of life without Josh is like, ugh. But um, it's pretty sad. It's real sad for a lot of people. <laughs> it's real sad. Um, but really, we see that statistic. I mean, that that is true. And yeah. um, when we're doing planning in here, um, it, granted, we can't say for sure all the time. But oh, we yeah. all, we always are planning for what happens if, or should I say, when um, one of you passes away, and we do planning on both ends of it. So if the husband dies first. This is what it looks like income wise. And, you know, maybe there's an income gap there that we need to figure out. Or if the wife dies first, you know, what, what income is going to be lost? How is that going to affect retirement taxes, all of that? Um, so there is a lot of planning that needs to be done because it's very rare that couples die together. And usually we do see, uh, the male go first. And a lot of times you do see, um, especially, uh, in fact, I had some very, very close friends who earlier this year, this 
spouses died 34 days apart oh or something gosh. like that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. Um, and, and so, I mean, again, they, and they, but they were, again, they were married for like 64 years. And so they truly, I mean, you feel like in that instance, they were soulmates. That's, you know, yeah. that's so true. We've, in our, in our own family, my brother-in-law, uh, his parents passed away a day apart. Mm, wow. And so he had two funerals at the same time. Oh, that's a lot to deal with. So it was a lot sad. to deal with. I'll, I'll never forget I that. I can't imagine. And it, the family, what they must be going through. I, it's just I just can't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. But And so many people, you know, they uh, they die of a broken heart. Like, you know, Alicia yeah. said, you have these couples that are married 60 to 70 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I we had somebody in here last week. And I was, you know, talking to her husband, and they were clients of mine for, I think, 30 years. We were talking about, she says, I was in my 50s when I, you know, came to you. And I said, my goodness, it has it been that? And it had been 30 years. And she said, we were married for 67 years, and we were dating in high school when oh. we were 13. And oh, she wow. said, I just, I, I talked to his chair. I, I you know, she's just... Lost grief stricken. Yeah. And oh. I just felt so bad for her. She has family and, and she knows the Lord. And she says, you know, Jesus is my husband, you know, also, and he's there for me. And, and she said, I don't know what people can, what will do or what they do without having the Lord in their life. But she still is sad. I mean, I could see it all over her face. I felt so bad for her. And but I again, Chuck, she had myself. you and your team. This is what you've built she had you to also lean on. She has family to lean on, but she's got some important decisions. And, and she, again, you've helped her navigate a lot of things. She had, she had to feel again, like she's got, here's another friend that I have to lean on in this process. And she did. And that's something that she said to me. She said, this is one area of my life. I don't have to worry about her, my finances, because you've always taken excellent care of us. And, uh, you know, she said, Max always said, we're taking care of Chuck and, and Alicia and Josh will take care of you when I'm gone. And she said, so this part of it, I don't have to worry about. So it, and, you know, that gave me peace knowing that that's the kind of peace that we give to our clients. If you if you really desire that kind of feeling, and, and then again, maybe you're in your 50s or 60s, but you know down the road that's a feeling you want to have, just that security and retirement, that things are taken care of, that you've planned, and you've planned for the process. Alicia said it moments ago, there's there's a checklist that they put together. They they go through, it's not, I mean, again, this, folks, this, this is not cookie cutter. We're not, you know, building the same restaurant 463 times. We're building individual retirement income plans here at the Lehman Lewis Financial Group. Reach out at 970-446-1234, 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. Josh, let's talk about that. Uh, continuing some legacy planning chat here. How is legacy planning different from income planning for a spouse or significant other partner after they've passed? Yeah, so it's kind of a combination of two different things, you know, where the income plan still has to go on, right? Because the surviving spouse, they still need income. They still have liabilities to meet. But a lot of things are going to change sort of within the structure of their plan. So first thing is that they're going to go from a married filing jointly tax status uh, 
a rung down basically and they're going to be a single filer filing in a single fashion and that definitely increases mm. you know for most people their tax liability right. so understanding that knowing that one you know assuming both spouses receive social security also knowing that one of those social security benefits the lower the two is going to go away so you got to look at kind of restructuring some of that and then know that your tax liability is going to go up. So really kind of looking at that income plan, it's still got to, you know, exist in a certain capacity, but it also has to shift and then look at elective spending and things like that. So you got to take in all these kind of outlying circumstances into consideration and then sort of rehash out that income plan. So Well, and that's also a really good time to talk about, you know, if you have a trust what needs to be uh, changed, you know, to pass on to, you know, the next, whether it's next generation or um, an organization that you want to elect there. Um, You know, if you don't have a trust, by all means, don't run out and get one. You don't, not everybody needs a trust, Um, but there are uh, some changes in the legacy plan that you have to do not only before uh, death, but when one of the spouses dies. All right. So I want to delve into kind of life insurance, long-term care, those types of things. If you have a life insurance policy, is that enough to make sure that your family will be provided for when you're gone? I'll let whoever wants to dive in on that one, because... I, I, I'm, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to let you answer. <laughs> well, you know, I'll I'll jump in because I, I think that so many people don't realize how life insurance works anymore. Um, you know, it, life insurance used to be for just the young uh, families who still have a mortgage and young kids at home for the what if, you know, what if somebody dies and how would we get the mortgage covered and things like that. And that's where, you know, term terms were were really popular and probably still are. Yeah, give given the analogy of the cell phone. I mean, that yeah, really I mean, explains you, right. the difference. Yeah, I was going to get to that. It, so you think of where were cell phones 40, 40 years ago, they right? They were nowhere to be found. They were nowhere to be found. And then you fast forward a little bit. First think of the first cell phone. You know those remember those big they were brick bricks. phones? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And what could you do with that phone? You could uh, only make a, call. make a phone call. Or build a wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Ooh, Josh but from way downtown. He's on fire. <laughs> but now you look at where are cell phones at now? I mean, you can do anything and everything with a cell phone. I rarely make phone calls. You know, you can text, you can email, you can shop, you can work, you can make trades. You I, I, you name it. It's like a miniature computer in your take hand. pictures. Yeah, and... It's, I tell you that because it's very similar with um, life insurance. You know, it's, it's so much different than what it was 30 years ago and um, in a really cool way because it's not just – a lot of life insurance now is not just a benefit when you, when you die. A lot of it can be a living benefit and, um, you know, even long-term care 
benefits in it. Um, it can be for uh, you to enjoy as well as, you know, a legacy for who, who you want to, whatever's left over. And so there's a lot of really powerful um, life insurance out there, but I think it comes down to making sure that you're getting what you need, right? Because if you, um, you know, if you get the wrong thing, it could really kind of bite you in the butt. It can be something that helps people to avoid taxation in the future and uh, be able to take a tax-free income. Uh, I mean, we've had educational seminars regarding this of uh, how you get your tax rate down to 0% legally by the rules and life insurance is one of the ways that it is done. There are so many different uses of life insurance today as opposed to when I first got into business, you know, back in the 70s where it was primarily used for people to either take care of business if uh, a young family, the you know, one of the uh, parents died that the kids could go on, you know, living and go to college and all those things and not have the mom have to remarry because, you know, she needed money. And it was also the other reason life insurance was used is for estate planning, you know, to pay the estate taxes when someone died. And they, you know, I grew up in a farming community and the the, the uh, state taxes had to be paid within a six to 12 month period. So that was all that was used for back then. Now it's used for those purposes, plus the again for the long-term care, uh, where if you don't use it, you're not going to lose it. And that's why people don't like long-term care. Uh, who wants to use it? And if you don't, you've paid all that money for nothing. And to use it as an income, a tax-free income. Mm. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use it today. You've got to know uh, what the options are in order to make sure that you know, uh, you know, like we always say, the option you're never given is the option you'll never take. And the way to find those options is to reach out to the Lehman Lewis Financial Group at 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. More of the NOCO Retirement Report coming up. Start taking back control of your financial future by joining the Lehman Lewis team for an upcoming dinner seminar. These events are filling up fast, so reserve your spot today. Call 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. Hey, Jimmy Lakey here. With unemployment rates near the level of the Great Depression, many of us have found ourselves with some important decisions to make regarding our 401ks. If you don't work there, should your money stay there? Those nearing retirement age, this is a decision that could be critical for your retirement. The team at Lehman Lewis Financial Group have worked with many families with these types of decisions, and they understand your options. Taxes are at historic lows right now. They can look at options for your 401k that could save you taxes down the road. Call the team at Lehman Lewis Financial Group and schedule your complimentary 401k review. Here's the number, 970-519-2212. No matter how, by phone, video, or an in-person visit that meets health department guidelines, Lehman Lewis Financial Group is ready to assist you. Call or text for your review, 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Jimmy Lakey has been remunerated and is not a client. This is the NOCO Retirement Report, along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, there are lots of things that seem unrelated, but actually have a common thread 
Uh, Alicia, we'll start with you by, uh, let's go over a short list of things that have a common thread, and I want you to guess what it is. Does that sound all right? I'll give it a try. <laughs> okay. So here's the list. I'll help you. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, it's always good to have dad's help. General Electric, <laughs> Chicago Gas, and National Lead. Now, what do those things have in common? Any guesses? Any guesses? I would say the Dow Jones um, Industrial Average Companies. Uh, these are these are some of the originals. They are. You're exact. Ding ding ding. <laughs> what do I win, Josh? Did you say do ding I- dong? <laughs> oh. Ding ding ding. Why did you call me a ding-dong? I didn't. <laughs> hey. You just picked up on that, didn't you? Oh, jeez. All right, so yes, uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average was first published in 1896, and there were 12 initial companies. General Electric is the only company still in existence and trading under its original name. I won't go over the full list. You can, of course, Google it. Uh, but there were, you know, you think of coal and leather and uh, U.S. rubber. Those were some of the things going on um, at that time. So... Today, there are 30 companies in the Dow, and it now includes companies like Coca-Cola, Disney, Microsoft, Nike, Visa, ones that many people have heard of. Now, Alicia, can you talk about, and and Josh, I know this is probably getting you all excited because I know you love the markets, uh, and so feel free to chime in, but can you talk about the different market uh, looks today? And uh, there certainly are a lot more sectors represented. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You think about, you know, Dow Jones Industrial Average. So when you look at it kind of historically, all of those companies, you know, American Cotton or um, GE, for example, U.S. Leather, all of those were major industrial companies. So they were making goods or providing services for industries of the United States. And now while it still has the name of Dow Jones Industrial Average, we're seeing industries dramatically change, say, over that last 100 years. So now when you think about industry in the U.S., well, Coca-Cola is an industry, right? They might be a a soft drink beverage maker, but in the U.S. now today, that is its own sort of industry, just like Disney is part of the entertainment industry. Um, Disney actually owns all kinds of different things aside from theme parks and, you know, cartoons. So there's kind of a lot that goes with it. Same with Microsoft. You know, they're in the industry of cloud computing now where before they used to be kind of more on the hardware PC side. That's dramatically changed, you know. So it's it's sort of just the evolution of marketplaces and industry in the United States and who's actually represented, you know, within that index is, is dramatically changed just because the United States has since seen a lot of that change. And when you think about it, 1896, a few years back, none of us were alive. Um, but, you know, Alicia, do you sense of maybe the next big thing to invest in? I mean, everybody always wants, hey, what's the next big thing? But is there a next big thing? Well, and, and that's where I think for us and who we work with. So we work with retirees or mm-hmm. people, you know, approaching five to 10 years from retirement. And um, that's the glory behind what we get to do is to put together a plan for people and say, hey, over here is kind of some Vegas money, if you will. And I mean, I'm not a big Vegas person, but more of, hey, this is some money that you can gamble with a little bit more in the market and, and, and really 
hit some of those um, next big things. But I think the whole point behind it is let's be more intentional with it. Let's let's stop trying to guess and um, you know hope for the hope for the best and plan for the best. Rather, what we like to do is have a plan together. We're hoping for the best, planning for the worst. Um, but ultimately being able to really guide some people down, you know, the, Hey, here, here's some opportunities that you can take because you have your ducks in a row. You have a plan. Hmm. Imagine that. I have I a know. plan. Yeah. So, so Chuck, and, and you've, you've, again, 40 plus years in the business. Um, and so you've seen this market go up and down and all over the place. And Josh and, and Alicia have too. Uh, but you've seen it over a longer period of time. So diversifying is something that we all talk about and hear about. But what about in retirement? As Alicia said, you have maybe a, a set of money that you can gamble with, if you will. Uh, what about the different sectors of the Dow and how it can help us diversify that money and, and maybe, again, grow a little bit with that uh, fund money? That's a great point, and we do believe in uh, the, you know putting money into the market. And like Alicia said, hey, here's some opportunity that if it, you know it could be the next best thing. But if it isn't, guess what? It isn't going to affect your life. It isn't going to affect your retirement plan. But in order to do those things, and there are a lot of sectors that in the past that that have done well, they're not going to do well in the future because of what's happened this year. And a lot of people are still, you know, they're, they're, they've got the same investments that they had five years ago. They have what we call set it and forget it. They have uh, advisors that just put it into a slew of different mutual funds and they don't do anything with it. And that's okay if you're 30 years old and you've got all this. Well, it's really not okay for that either because, again, a lot of these sectors are not going to do well in the future. And you've got to know what's going on because things have changed in the last year drastically. But getting back to what we always say, have a plan. Being able to know that, hey, I'm going to get into some more risky things here and kind of go for that gusto. You know, I want to, I want to really make it big. But knowing that, hey, if I do lose, it isn't going to affect my life. It isn't going to affect my income. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't you like to have the, the peace of knowing that, hey, if the markets drop 20, 30 percent, that it's not going to affect my income or how long I'm going to receive my income? That's the kind of thing that we do here at Lehman Lewis Financial Group. It's by having a true diversified portfolio. And I, I hate to say it, but most people that come in here that have not worked with, um, you know, someone such as ourselves, they don't have a diversified portfolio. Yeah, they have a diversified risk portfolio. Or they've got everything in, in complete safety and they're not making enough to even keep up with inflation. Wouldn't you like to know what all the options are? That's what we're about here. Yeah, and in fact, uh, if you'd like to do that, it, it, folks, <laughs> retirement planning is not Instapot. Uh, cooking your retirement. You don't just set it and forget it. Uh, <laughs> it's just not that way. You don't just stuff it all in one pot and go, well, good luck. I've turned it up uh, and I'm going to let it cook. And I'm just going to let it cook for a little while and everything's going to be great. That's not how it works. But you do have to have a plan and so that when you do put it in the Instapot, it cooks at the right temperature, it cooks at the right length. And uh, again, it, it uh, reacts to what's going on in your life life. Chuck, 
Josh, Alyssa would love to sit down with you and put together this plan. You can reach them today at 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewis.com. And so, uh, Josh, generally speaking, how do you determine how much of your retirement savings you can put into the market? Do you have a kind of a, uh, a scenario for that in your plan? You know, that's something we always talk about. Again, it's it's really individualized. So again, kind of coming back to looking at what that income gap looks like for people. You know, how much of your income do you want to have guaranteed? And so looking at Social Security, pensions, things like that, and then looking at how much will it cost to buy this future cash flow in a guaranteed fashion and how much of that do you want? And so for some people, you know, it, it really kind of depends that they might have a great income situation from those pensions and things like that. And then we say, okay, all of this other money could go into the market, but is that what you want? So really it, it kind of, we, we want to be respectful to everybody's risk tolerance mm-hmm. and kind of that, you know, I always say there's two sides to, you know, investment discipline and volatility, right? We have this financial capacity for risk of how much we could actually lose, you know, in a numerical fashion, but we also have this emotional capacity for loss. And I think, that's going to be one of the biggest determinants for a lot of people of what we put into the market. Because some people, they could lose all of their money in the market and they'd be just fine. But it would probably kill them, you know, to to suffer through that. So that's where we always want to look at it specifically for that individual. Look at their time frame. Look at the horizon of when they want to use that. And then we kind of reverse engineer those numbers when we get all of those different data sets and say, all right, here's what the plan would look like. Reach out to the Lehman Lewis Financial Group, 970-446-1234, 970-446-1234 on the web. Uh, I want to invite you to, to take this uh, down, laymanlewisresources.com, and there's a checklist challenge on there. It's laymanlewisresources.com forward slash list, and you get a checklist that you can download, look over, and then reach out to our team laymanlewisresources.com forward slash list. Alicia, Chuck, Josh, great being with you again. Uh, we look forward to, uh, you know, continuing to educate uh, Northern Colorado here. Uh, have a great week. You, you too. too. Thanks. We'll see you next week right here on the NOCO Retirement Report. Hey, this is Joshua Lewis. Thanks for tuning in to the NOCO Retirement Report today. Hopefully you heard some great information that's going to help you as you start planning for retirement. As always, if you have any questions or you want to talk about anything specifically that you heard today, feel free to give me a call at 855-955-3686. That's 855-955-3686. We also have a couple free retirement guides for you. These are going to give you some great information as you prepare to walk through the exit sign at your job. So to get any of these guides we talked about today, you can go to laymanlewisresources.com. That's laymanlewisresources.com. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AEWM and Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal, any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income, generally referred to fixed insurance products. 
Never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the in issuing carrier. The radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Lehman Lewis Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Lehman Lewis Financial Group. The radio show is a paid placement.